0: It's the third annual Summer Street, first ever annual Summer Concert Series, the first podcast of video gaming to ever have such high-regarded bands for the summer to review the games. Forget about Now you're playing with power, because now you're messing with a son of a bitch. That's right. Hair of the Dog fame, the band Nazareth. Some guys from Nazareth are going to be in the studio. And they're going to be reviewing, what else? Pit Fighter. Because that's who a that son of a bitch is fighting in the pits and everything like that. What other video game podcast can bring you such outstanding things like what I'm saying? No one. That's right. Only we talking. Summer is stink continue with Nazareth! All eyes will be on Nazareth as a review pit fighter. I'm gonna stick around the studio, no, I gotta go. I gotta go shopping, then I'll come back later. Maybe, okay, go!
1: In some robot sex bot. stinky stinks so bad he smells. Stinky had Ellis Cohen book bands, supergroups like Nazareth <laughs> and probably Ronnie Montrose's next week. I'm not sure. So he said, get me some guys from Nazareth. I live in Bethlehem, which is close to Nazareth. So Ellis Cohen is just getting people that are from those geographical locations. And Stinky thinks that he's getting the band Nazareth that's going to perform a song and also review his games or Summer of Stink.
2: Oh, well, I was uh, raised Irish Catholic, so I can see why he made a very loose connection there, maybe. How was Cohen,
1: Stinky's lawyer, agent, and of course, rabbi. And the best dungeon master he is there is. a dungeon master of extraordinaire. We're not going to be talking about any dungeon games today. We're going to be talking about a summer of stink game. And I got to tell you, I think uh, Stinky dropped a ball on this one. He, th- he th- thought he's given us a stinker.
2: But he's actually given us a gem. There are some stinky things about the game. But many stinky things. Many, many stinky things about this game, but there's nothing like it. <laughs> except about 30 other games I'm going to go
1: down into making <laughs>
2: mechanics. <laughs> but not in presentation, though. It, it's one of the first, if not the first many people will remember. In it's the, probably the uh, first many people remember except for Kyle. <laughs> Does Galamad remember this game? No, no,
1: no. Let's get into making mechanics as soon as we announce what game it is. 1990, Atari's entry into the digitized market of digitized arcade games. With digitization, would take the country by storm for at least almost a 10-year run. Digitized games would infiltrate the arcade and the home consoles. And I'm only going to be talking about the arcade games, so sorry, Keith, I will not be talking about Clay Fighter 63 and a third for the N64, which came out in 1997, which oh. I just mentioned.
2: <laughs> when I went to play this, I immediately was thinking of my own rendition of uh, the Clay Fighter theme. Fighter. Pit fighters, pit pit fighters, come on, he, fight them if you dare. Ooh.
1: Yeah, I should have got the echo. I didn't. I was late to the echo. <laughs> all right. I don't even recall when the original Clay Fighter came out, but I just know that when Clay Fighter 63 and a third came out, I had to get it just for the name because fuck you all you other games with you two, three, four, five, six, seven, B's, A's, and all those. I'm talking to Old you Dino Capcom. Holders.
2: Alpha Strike. <laughs> Alpha Strike time. 3. Super. <laughs> super ultra edition. turbo edition yeah, which i'm pretty sure is actually one of the games so we're talking about pit fighter by atari atari or if, you're in, if you're in japan you know it was uh published by konami ah, apparently. Uh-huh.
1: Ah. Uh-huh. 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 that makes maybe some sense so let's get into the making mechanics of this game if you don't know first of all digitization kids Came out before all your 3D graphics and everything. Now you, all, everybody knows Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Three. Those Mortal Kombat Three still stuck with digitization. Killer Instinct is another one, and we already talked about the video game Trog, which came out the same year, 1990 that shows different versions of digitization. Digitization doesn't just mean Mortal Kombat 2 where you take a person and you capture different frames of them and then you put them all together with hit detection and blood comes out and then you pull their spinal cord out with their head and shit like that. But you also had Trog, which was claymation that got digitized and then you had games like Killer Instincts, which was CG graphics that you digitized. This does not tie in in any way (laughs) with what I'm going to mention next, but I do want to mention that we're not going to be talking about LaserDisc games. So, Mad Dog McCree fans, sorry. We're not going to be talking about those in the making mechanics. It's going to stick strictly
2: to digitized arcade games. Mad Dog McCree would be uh, probably more considered an FMV game.
1: Right. It is a full motion video game, but it was done with light guns, which many of these uh, early digitized games came out with light guns. And it was presented more like a digitized game in spirit than other titles like Dragon's Lair, you know, push right. left, push right, things like this. It was it was presented more like a Lethal Enforcers or a T two or something like that.
2: Right, right, right. Mm. So
1: let us talk about the making mechanics for those new to the show, because I've found out that people don't even know who TT Schmootkins is.
2: <laughs> I hope uh, I hope people know what Pit Fighter is too. I mean, if, well, if not, damn.
1: They might not, and it's okay. It's true. We're yeah, talk that's about fine. It. Because they know games, like I said, Mortal Kombat.
2: And Donkey Kong Country. So and Donkey Kong this Country. this is one of the first games the to first. ever do digitized video, if not
1: the first. So Making Mechanics is our own way of saying what games are similar sim, similar to this and what games may have preceded this. And in this case, many games that pro, uh, post-seeded it. Post-seeded. post-seeded? Yeah, they post-seeded it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds good. Did I say pre seed and pro seed and post
2: seed? That's way after. What do you That's call like, it? What's it's future it's future past tense. Future seed. <laughs> future seed. It future seeded it. <laughs>
1: It wasn't a post-diction, though. It was a prediction. Pit Fighter came out in 1990. Believe it or not, we start seven years earlier. Whoa! In 1983. Uh, and listen, there might be, be other games in here. If you're some type of fucking Rain Man or something, you know all these games. So, remember, we go off what we know and what's in my bobble brain and things like this. And
2: Yeah, you are our Rain Man. That's why you're here today. Because mm, my making mechanics, I didn't know of any digitized games before this one. So I'm glad uh, we're doing this together. Well, you'll know it. Journey! <laughs> Oh, geez, you're so right! Oh my God! Journey by Bally Midway—they
1: stuck the digitized heads of the people from Journey three, three different positions of their heads oh, on, on the little I bodies. Mean, wow! Yeah, so I, we have to give a moment for Kyle to stop crying after he listens to this. <laughs> And we go to 1990, which Pit Fighter and Trog came out. We talked about Trog on a former episode. Go to In The Can, wetalkgames.com slash In The Can, or just go to We Talk Games' main page, and you can see In The Can down there. You could do a search for Trog. Immediate search results, by the way. Or you could even search the uh, Midway or whoever made Trog, because I can't remember. (laughs) And then we go, uh, Atari followed it up in 1991. Atari released their sit down-ish well i guess it's like a lean down racing sim road riot four-wheel drive came out so we had a racing game right after a fighting game and we'll talk about pit fighter ad nauseum in the remaining four minutes that we have in a show and in 1991 we had our first digitized light gun game with midway's t2 t2 terminator 2 listen when pit fighter came out I don't know so much about Trog. I don't remember people crowding around Trog. People crowded around Pit Fighter. People crowded around T2. So T2 might look like shit now, but let me tell you, in the arcade, this game was swamped. You had three to four people deep in a semicircle around it. Lethal Enforcers also came out in 1992, Konami making their way into this. As you said, Konami, a releaser of Pit Fighter in 1990, so who knows?
2: Yeah, there's the connection. That does make some sense.
1: Right. Atari released a game in 1992, which was Guardians of the Hood, a game we've threatened many times, which would have been a better Summer Stink game, I think, than Pit Fighter even. Maybe not.
2: Yeah, but it weirdly might be Pit Fighter 2. That's true. With shit to do. There's a weird connection between Pit Fighter, the possible Pit Fighter 2, and Guardians of the Hood. We'll have to get into it later when yeah. I get into Pit Fighter and whatnot. So let's finish up our making mechanics. Right digitization. on. Digitization.
1: Yes, Taito made their way into the digitization market. And they came in strong with, it had to happen, a four-player and a ref, Saito of America, which makes sense, Ring Rage. Ring Rage 1992, the first pro wrestling game with digitized characters. And they are your atypical characters. They are stereotypical type of, here's a martial artist. Here's a sheik. And the sheik, unusually enough, is like the Ayatollah Blasi, I was going to say. Sergeant Slaughter, when he he became a sheik.
2: Oh, God, my heart broke.
1: Yeah, he couldn't squish apples anymore. He had to squish dates, I guess. Now, in 1993, we had MK2, which sort of uh, set a higher bar, which is odd because uh, 1992 was... uh, Did I say 93? Mortal Kombat 2? Because 2 is 2 and 3 is 3 and 2 is 1. 92 was Mortal Kombat, and we had a big jump in technology by 93 uh, with Mortal Kombat 2. Completely, like, uh, people pooped on MK1, MK2. uh, And by the way, that was also swamped in America, so, you know... on that and then we all know about the debacle when it came out in the states for your home console with sweat instead of blood flying off the oh people.
2: yeah I loved it but you could still burn someone to death as scorpion with your finisher leaving nothing as uh, but a skeleton and the that Sega was fine Genes- immolation's cool but no blood
1: <laughs> Sega Genesis had a uh, blood code that you could put in Super Nintendo you could also use a game genie
2: yeah. oh I don't know if I ever tried that yeah
1: pretty sure. Huh get a game genie and the dictionary that came within try that uh, 1993 Taito would then rip off the first person shooting from lethal enforcers with almost an exact same game called Under Fire 1993 we would see o- Oido fight by uh, Kaneko and I say, oh, you know, because it's two O's. Instead, I guess maybe because maybe O eight O eight O eight. I'm not sure, but it's two O's. So I guess it's really, oh, you know, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> which, uh, oh, Mike, somebody turn on the air conditioner. Which, all things considered, is a pretty fucking awesome one-on-one fighter. Uh, it was also called Bloodwear, and you probably couldn't find it in your machine better as Blood Warrior. It's a digitized, slower, less frames of animation combination of like Street Fighter and, say, uh, Kabuki Clash and Samurai Showdown, but with strictly Chinese and Japanese folklore characters. So, like, you have a samurai, he looks like a samurai. You have the turtle, he's in a turtle suit, it's a guy in a turtle suit that's digitized and it's not like, let's improve a little bit to make the turtle guy look a little bit better, nah, let's just leave him in his rubber suit, and they have uh, different characters like that, that are, uh, I can't remember the rest of them, but maybe one's a bird or something, and it's beautiful, and the control is, no shit, Street Fighter you know, you have all your sweeps and you have all your things, and it controls pretty well. Blood Warrior, I really recommend it. 1993 um, Kinecho, very ahead of its time with that one. 1993 also brought the sports genre in with Midway's NBA Jam and uh, 1993 Survival Arts by Sammy. And that is the most like the digitized home fighting games we would see from the more powerful consoles like 3DO's Way of the Warrior which came out in 94 a year later and Atari Jaguar Kasumi Ninja 1994 as well, which came out uh, a little bit after Way of the Warrior. So even though they were both in '94, Kasumi Ninja definitely copying off of Way of the Warrior a bit. <laughs> both of them equally as awesome. And my favorite, 1995, is Ultra Vortex for the Atari Jaguar, which people hated <laughs> Kasumi Ninja and people hated Ultra Vortex, and most people hated Way of the Warrior, but they played it like hell people played way of the warrior out there bazoo find the way of your warrior and the music was you know awesome i can't remember if um rob zombie did some music for it or somebody that was like rob zombie
2: is that the one with the the scotsman who no, like, of course shoots
1: fireball at his
2: crotch he does he lifts
1: nice. that kilt just great characters and i don't care what anybody says and kasumi ninja the box when you got it came with a Fucking headband and yeah, it I helps you play me. better. It does. It really did. But Ultra Vortex was my favorite, and most people's most hate it because it sort of tried to be uh, like um, Killer Instinct, because it came a year later from Killer Instinct. And but you could do the poopality. and you know I learned all these moves to do the different finishing moves. Because I mean, that wasn't that the fun of these digitized fighting games
2: was? Was the entire point was to just show off that you could poop on them is that what you're saying no you actually
1: turned them into a swirly shit
2: and it wasn't just it was was a
1: digitized swirly dog shit soft dog shit digitized photo giant wow it's as if the person was laying down and they were a pile of shit it was amazing I'm not sure, but I think uh, the Eternal Champions for Genesis also depended on some underlying digitized grabs that they put uh, animation on top of. By the way, I want to mention, too, this game gets a lot of heat, Eternal Champions, and I'll say the cartridge version isn't that good. And I said I wasn't (laughs) going to talk about consoles, and here I am. But Sega Genesis CD of Eternal Champions, just as bad, a little bit better, but the finishing moves are amazing because they're FMV of... A little bit better graphics. There's CG graphics of them, and like people could get eaten by sharks, and it's just really, really cool when you do some of these finishing moves. And so, get a fac, get a copy of uh, Eternal Champions for the Sega CD. I'm sure you can find that anywhere. (laughs) Go to Seven Eleven, they might have it there. 1994, Atari would return to the fighting genre, one-on-one fighting, with Primal Rage amazing thing about primal rage is of course your dinosaurs fighting with special moves and everything else and you could eat cave people to replenish some of your energy which is like the power pellet we'll be talking about (laughs) try to eat the power pellet but it wasn't it just would regain some of your energy wouldn't turn you into the hulk the yeah, they Hulk. were
2: your worshippers, those who worshipped your uh, all the different dinosaur and ape gods. They did, and you ate them. Which just shows, uh,
1: all you evolutionists, people did live alongside dinosaurs.
2: <laughs> yeah!
1: Noah's Flood, Grand Canyon, made in one day. Totally. Atari would return with primal rage, which people crowded around like crazy. And they couldn't wait for the home console version to come out when it came out too late. Nintendo entered the fray with Killer It Stinks in 1994 and also a cru- a Cruising USA in 1994. Much more popular Cruising USA. Um, Ooh,
2: those n- bikini babes. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Once they came close to you and they were just four blocks of pixels, beautiful, wonderful. <laughs> Gorgeous. 1994, Lethal Enforcers, The Gunfighters. The sequel to Lethal Enforcers, which was not as popular in the arcade, came out by Konami. Taito also released another gun title. Pulling off of their existing franchise, Operation Wolf 3 came out. Operation Wolf 3. And believe it or not, Revolution X was also released in 94. Check out our second interview with Roger Sharp to find out more about that. But I was surprised that that came out so early as 94 especially alongside Lethal Enforcers and Operation Wolf 3. Many people pooped on Revolution X. Not in the arcade, though, friend. When they came out for Saturn, people pooped on it. When it was in the arcade, people crowded around it once again, and you got to hear all your favorite hit from Aerosmith, like, oh, Jamie's crying. Wait a minute. That's Van Halen.
2: Yeah, same difference. But that was also... Not same same (laughs) difference. Toys in the Attic was amazing early Aerosmith is very good before he decided to scream about everything and have love in an elevator yeah that kind of that's kind of the, the mark when right you there, did I love
1: think. in the elevator you might as well say are you getting it Armageddon it <laughs> how are we doing on time we should have just done a month of
2: digitized games to come yeah. from all this
1: 1994 an unreleased title by Daddy East Tattoo Assassins I've talked about this before on the show once I played through this game as every different character. There's flame farts. There's an Olympic figure skater. I've sent screenshots to our social. An interesting thing about Tattoo Assassins is that it's actually programmed by Data East's pinball development team. So I don't know why it wasn't released. I guess it didn't test very well. But I'll tell you what, it's more interesting than some of the the other one-on-one fighters.
2: Probably more interesting. There were already too many of them at this point. So... original idea would have been refreshing
1: by 94 yeah 1995 Atari released their first person gun game Oh, actually they released one in 94 but Area 51 was the most popular we all know that we all love that that one even was okay when it came out on home consoles people were still waiting for that and uh, later when Area 51 was released and was a hit they joined the obscure gun title they released in 94 which was called Maximum Force which sounds like it's cool, but um, it's, you know, more of a Very same. generic title. For Very generic. We already had the two games that pulled from Lethal Enforcers. So, and and three, if you count that.
2: And what was the Ultimate Gunfighter or something, Lethal Maximum,
1: Enforcers? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Lethal Enforcers, and then you had Lethal Enforcers, the Gunfighters, which was the Western one. Uh-huh. Mortal Kombat 3 then came out in 1995. So 1995, we had a Mortal Kombat 3. 1995, Kaneko now had a license to put with their Blood Warriors formula, which was Jackie Chan Kung Fu Master. Unfortunately, I don't think it was as interesting as Blood Warriors, although I could be remembering it incorrectly. And, uh, of course, the bonus of this was the fact that Jackie would either scold you or encourage you to put more quarters
2: into the machine. Nothing like Jackie Chan to get me to spend my money. Yeah, n- nobody even knows about this game. I didn't know about it till you brought it up, but I I, I want to be scolded by Jackie Chan. <laughs> you can be. I didn't even know Jackie Chan had another game besides Jackie Chan's action kung fu. Mm-hmm. And so this was a fighting game? Did you play as Jackie Chan or? No, you just played as people I guess he
1: taught. <laughs> You no, know, they just slapped his fucking face on it later, yelling at you. you know yeah, what they so they,
2: they videotaped a bunch of other people. He came in for ten minutes and said, "Give me your quarters," and then exactly. he walked out.
1: Yeah, you know he's called Big Nose. They thought he had yeah. a big nose, and that's why in Jackie Chan's Action Kung Fu for like the PC Engine, which is different than the one for the uh, one of the other consoles, he has a little bit of a like a ski nose, like Bob Hope. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: Because in the Nintendo version, it barely looks like Jackie Chan. I think they take the nose out, and he Mm. has a more like big-eyed anime look, actually. Well,
1: he has an anime look in the TG-16 version uh, as well. And it's a very good version. Play that version over it. Actually, Jackie Kung Fu was actually the impetus for uh, Kung Fu in the arcade, which was the guy that walks (laughs) through a house and just kicks people.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Low kicks the guy and, with the stick.
1: Yeah, and bl- punches and things like that, and then walks upstairs, and then, you know, I don't know, a lamp falls on him or something. And that's supposed to be Jackie Chan, which looks absolutely nothing like Jackie Chan. I never and thought of-, of course, uh, I think we were talking about it before Jackie Chan's Stunt Master, which came out for the PlayStation later. And then I also think they came out with some Game Boy Advance titles based on the uh, animation, which my buddy from Trapdoor. Did Jackie Chan animate it series? Which Jackie he did was his coming, voice? No, he, he did the artwork. Yeah, he was the layout artist.
2: Oh, nice. He's a
1: big muckety muck in uh, in Hollywood. He's directing Scooby Doo now. The Is Return of the Chase. making another one. Scene. Well, there it's the Return of the Chase scenes. It's it's the I don't know if it's out yet or not. I don't listen. I don't want to date this program, but I just want to say nine and a half weeks. One of the hottest films I've seen this year. Speaking of uh, how Blood War inspired things and digitized Street Fighter, Street Fighter the movie, the game came out in 1995 from Capcom, and you go, oh, because it's characters that we all hated that were had to be part of the uh, the movie, except for
2: uh, Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue as uh, Cammy. Is she digitized in the fighting game she or did is. they pay other people cheaper money?
1: Oh, no. Everyone's in there Claude Van Damme and everybody else. And Raul Julia, too? Everybody. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Well, wow, maybe he was movie. dead by then. I'm not sure. They might have had to take his face from the. Oh, God. The, yeah, I, they listen, might have. I don't know. I don't want to say that. But what I do want to say is even though it has all the digitization from the movie, including backgrounds and everything else. The game is perfect hit mechanics, in my humble opinion, of the original Street Fighter 2. Not Street Fighter 1, of course, that would be bad. But Street Fighter 2, same exact gameplay, but just with the digitized digitized characters on top. So people were actually playing this game when it came out at home because it was great gameplay. And because Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue, friends. Everybody played for Cammy. Come on, let's go. Did she do the pose in that, where like she turns and shows her butt? Of course. All right, I'm they in. Even, now, they even painted a, a bigger butt on her, or she was wearing a butt pad. I'm not sure. <laughs> 1996, we would <laughs> see. stand-in. Yes. 1996, we would see the much comment on and made fun of WWF WrestleMania. Bats and hearts and nearly infinite combos of I think WrestleMania. Food yeah.
2: fell out of Yokozuna.
1: Uh, just, <laughs> yeah, hot dogs. Yeah, it's terrible. Dog so insulting but not too dissimilar although a completely different game genre sega's batman forever arcade definitely my favorite batman game until the 360 arkham titles which are completely different but if you play batman forever in the arcade and i recommend you play it on the playstation uh one or playstation two i can't remember One? Okay.
2: I I think it's on one, and I played this in an arcade in Orlando, Florida, actually. Okay,
1: good, good. Because if you play the main version, you have no sound. Now, listen, there's there's two Batman Forevers. One that has, like, the Riddler and all those other uh, people from Batman Forever on there, Uh, Tommy Jones or whatever his name is, and then one that's just, like, Batman's face, and that's the one you want to play, Batman Forever the Arcade, because you get... All kinds of power ups, like you become uh, wee wee Batman, sparks are flying, giant phoenixes are coming out of Robin's ass, and everything else. It's really it's really insane. Fun. It is insane. It's a terrible example of digitization because they blow up the characters and just all, they're like one brown pixel of digitized character. But um, the things that happen in it are just so unusual. And well, much like Batman Forever, the movie, you know. So.
2: Yeah, but more over the top than Batman Forever the movie.
1: It is. It's way over the top. Now, Nintendo came out with the two sequels, two, two games, which were big improvements on the games. They had uh, KI2 in 1996 and Cruising and World. Actually, Cruising World, I'm not sure if that was a step back or a step forward. And by then, digitiz- digitiz- and by then digitization was losing its palatability. Uh, 1996, we saw NBA Hangtime as well. And, you know, let's face it, sports people might have been playing this because it had Rowdy Roddy Piper Pippen in it. I don't know. I'm not sure. 1997 was Clay Fighter 63 and a third. <laughs> <laughs> and that- the arcade late, but in only my opinion, great. 1998's Eugene Jarvis's release of the limb-flying, heroin-needle-flinging, armored cop game NARC released by williams now listen let me tell you about this game too in the arcade huge crowds around narc huge crowds when you could shoot a grenade gun a grenade gun what do you call a grenade a grenade launcher and it's like a missile launcher (laughs) off of an uzi Mm, it's amazing and people go into smithereens it's two player simultaneous and uh you just play it to see what type of Manglement, you would make of your enemies and what they would do to you, they would actually throw heroin needles into you.
2: And maybe and eventually AIDS. you fight clowns.
1: Mm, everything. It had everything in a subway. And they,
2: you could arrest people, remember, though. You don't have to blow them up into six arms.
1: <laughs> that's true. You,
2: you, you could arrest them. Busted,
1: I think it said. <laughs> I'm not sure. I can't recall. That,
2: that game's amazing. Well, we got to get to that one eventually.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. So that's the making mechanics. Let's talk about 1990s Pit Fighter by Atari. Go ahead, hit me.
2: It's the best digitized game ever. And as far as making mechanics, I went beforehand and only put down the most important ones. Mm. But Karate Champ, 1984. Double Mm. Dragon, 1987. Final Fight, 1989. And then, as I like to do sometimes... I'd like to find movie around that time. That was definitely a big inspiration on uh, the video games. Yeah. Uh, Bloodsport, which came out in 1988. I you think this shitting. is a definite inspiration behind Pit Fighter. Yeah. Especially with uh, Ty, who might as well be Jean-Claude Van Damme.
1: Yes. Hey, don't forget the 1975 Charles Bronson. Charlie Bronson, baby. Hard times. Not at Ridgemont High.
2: Yeah, and don't forget James Coburn also in that classic.
1: Amazing. Street Fight City, right there. Bare Knuckle punching, Boxcar Willie. Might have inspired bum fights. Who knows? But yeah,
2: uh, <laughs> but when did the Van Damme movie come out? Uh, 1988, only two okay. years before this. And that was one of the reasons I loved this game in the arcade. They had it... Two years before uh, Pit Fighter. Not two yes. years before Hard Times. It's not two years before Hard Times. So Bloodsport no. inspired by Hard Times? I think so.
1: Ten is 85, 11 is 86, and 12 is 87. So you could do things by tens. So 12 years later, you had that. And then 14 years later, you had Pit Fighter. Makes total sense.
2: Numbers don't lie. Hey. Oh, God, no. Hey, don't say Velcro. <laughs>
1: Who's, who said Velcro? Don't say it you have to pay what are we supposed to say hook and loop that's what it is no um call it strip okay stinky get out of
2: here i, I, I wore wore strip shoes until i was 10 because I, I just couldn't get <laughs> the you? bunny to go around and oh under my God.
1: i hate people that wear kushit shoes <laughs> it's, I, it bothers me so much i refuse to get any kushits shoes
2: the last time I wore her shirt shoes was uh, they were non-slips for a, a waiting job just because it was easier to put them on. Oh but my god! No, you know what's worse than her shoes? No shirt wallets. <laughs> oh yeah! Hey, <laughs> shut up!
1: And uh, don't do nunchucks in the house either. All right, get out of here. Uh. Son. Surprisingly, in this game, no nunchucks. Don't you no. think if you're going to digitize something? For a one-on-one fighting game, the first thing would digitize, before you even digitize people, would be a set of nunchucks. Although it does it, have a shirkin
2: that looked like some type of spaceship from an early Vector game. It's got sticks, it's got bows, it's got boxes. It's a fighting game. There were two different versions of the cabinet. They had a two-player version and a three-player version. Right, because there are uh, three I've, characters. Yep, three characters. You have Ty, the kickboxing champion. Who I guess is like the Jean Claude Van Damme character of mm-hmm. the game because he's got like the splits and the big kicks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you got Buzz, who's an ex pro wrestler, probably because yeah. he killed somebody in the ring, I'm sure, <laughs> who is your big muscle bound uh, jock guy. I love that he is wearing football stripe paint, but he's <laughs> yeah. an ex pro wrestler? He's got a football gimmick. Oh, it's just the gimmick. Yeah, it's his gimmick. Yeah, it's true. Everyone does have a gimmick in this game, which, which does feel very wrestling. Because, you know, when you got guys like Southside Jimmy, mm. it feels like a very pro wrestler uh, kind of feel. And then the last one we have is Kato, who would be your <laughs> your Bruce Lee yeah. or assistant to the Green Hornet character. Well, yeah, Kato, Bruce Lee. Mm. There you go. The star of the show, by the way. Very true, the real star of the show, because he did the stunts, he did the fights.
1: And that's why that uh, show went the way of the Dodo, because uh, there was a lot of arguments between Cato getting paid and, uh, you know, the main actor, who I can't remember his name. He's forgettable.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's because, the, exactly. Who remembers the Green Hornet's name?
1: Mm, and when Green Hornet fought Batman and Robin, holy shit, because Bruce Lee against Robin? Robin won, by the way. How did that happen?
2: What? Was this in the 66 the show?
1: It most certainly was, because that was the style-ish... That the Green Hornet came out in.
2: Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, and they did it so many crossovers back then. You know, having like the Adams family pop out the window while they were climbing up it, or whatever. Zsa <laughs> uh, <Jar-Jay> Zsa Gabor.
1: Zsa <laughs> Gabor. Uh, uh, a uh, uh, fucking Nightmare on Elm Street three. Yeah, three. You got Patricia Arquette. Young Patricia Ooh. Arquette. She looks beautiful. She's got all of her Venus-like shapes going on. Greek goddess already happening in here you have uh lawrence fishburne lawrence fishburne and and his name was larry back then larry fishburne by the way dick cavett and jaja gabor <laughs> i can't remember who else but wow what a roster on uh, nightmare on elm street three the nightmare on elm street wow. four you had a fake patricia arquette that <laughs> <laughs> had to take the place of uh kristen Uh, In that movie, and uh, didn't have the snaggletooth, didn't have the Greek goddess body. uh, Completely, I don't know. She had blonde hair. That was it. Bleached, Mm. bottled blonde hair. I always
2: hated when they would do that in a horror movie. Just be like, no, it's her. Really?
1: I mean, but they didn't even try on this one. She's blonde. Nightmare on Elm Street 2, I think, was the introduction of Johnny Depp. No, he's in uh, number one. Number one was the first
2: introducing Johnny Depp. Still as plain looking as ever. Unremarkable. He's the one who gets pulled into the bed and a big old fountain of blood. Yum.
1: Bed scene in four is amazing because in four, he's like on a water bed and the pinup girl that was, not Johnny Depp, some other guy, the pinup girl that was on his signed autograph poster above his bed that he would daydream about is in his waterbed like the waterbed's clear she's completely naked like a a beautiful mermaid ladies you see at the casinos or something and uh, let me tell you
2: she's looking good she's looking good (laughs) And then she's her. a siren and kills him.
1: Well, no, then he goes down to be with her. And of course, you know, Freddy shows up and all that business. I'm going through the nightmares on Elm Streets. I went through most of the uh, Friday the 13th because I'm working my way up to Friday the 13th on the things with the guys when they fight each other. So mm, yeah, I, yeah, have yeah, to, yeah. I have to go through all of them. So now I'm on the nightmares on the Freddy Streets. Yeah. Nice. And I got to tell you. Not scary, but uh, story-wise, terrible, but the imagery is wonderful, and the imagery of the dreams is super. It's all about the kills. It's all about... It's all about the kills, but but that's what Friday the 13th is
2: about, the kills. Right, right. Nightmare on Elm Street is about the build-up to it. And the imagery. The imagery
1: is really well thought out, and especially for the time. I mean, some things look a little hokey, but even for that time, there's some shit going on. Like I said, in this three, what a budget. What a budget, not just for the actors, but for the special effects and everything else. I think 3 has uh, the best special effects of the 4 that
2: I've seen so far. Still with me, the image that sticks with me in number 1 is when she's running up the stairs and it's like, it sticks to her foot. Oh yeah, man,
1: everybody gets stuck in the bog hole.
2: Yeah, and look... (laughs) (laughs) I'm
1: I'm pretty sure Ellis Cohen had something to do with these.
2: Yeah, I think he was a producer. He was uncredited, Yeah. That's where he got all his money.
1: That's what put him through rabbi school.
2: <laughs> Nightmare on Elm
1: Street. Mm. Uh, so Pit Fighter. Pit Fighter on Elm Street.
2: Pit Fighter on Elm Street. Pick one of those three guys we talked about. You fight through a roster of a bunch of other digitized guys that I have so many vivid memories of playing this in the arcade. This is a game I brought up many times on the show that I stole quarters from my father mm-hmm. to to go play. Now, let's make something
1: clear here. This is a single-screen game. You brought up a yep. lot of games that are side-scrolling haymakers, but this is a single-screen game, and you're in a pit. So yep, there's that's why all... I relate to... A... Mm. I was
2: going to say, that's why I relate it to a Karate Champ. It's a single-screen, one-on... Well, not exactly one-on-one, but it's mm. kind of where it got uh, to start. It, okay, but this, you, have
1: a, you are in a pit. There's people all around you, and they are some of the... Oh, they're nasty people.
2: Like Knife Man and Knife Woman as they are apparently named. Yeah. And that's, that was one of the things that sold it on me is, is the environment. Is in other fighting games, people are just in the background. They're just watching you fight. In this, you can end up getting pushed into the crowd and getting knocked out of it. Or Knife Man or whatever will come out and give a couple stabs in the air. And if you happen to be standing in the way when he's stabbing, well, that's your own damn fault.
1: Yeah. The crowd pushes you back into the pit. It's amazing.
2: Yeah, There's a lot to... of,
1: You know, I thought this game was pretty terrible, but when I went back and played it, uh, I have a lot more appreciation for it. Now, I've only ever been a wrestler because, to me, that's the only person I ever want to be because of his moves. And uh, he, you can do a flying body splash to people on the ground. You can hit people on the ground in this game.
2: It actually gives a you rarity. bonus bucks at the end of the round for being more brutal and hitting people on the ground,
1: actually. Mm, yeah. Okay. So, so that- let's talk about the people, let's talk about the weapons, and let's talk about the count up of your how well you <laughs> did in cash, and then let's talk about the bonus rounds, the grudge matches against yourself, and
2: how those tic tac toes work. There are lots of different, not well, not a lot of different weapons in the game. I find I don't use the weapons very much. I like to play as oh, Ty. Oh, I do. You do, you use I'd the love to lot. throw the motorcycle. Oh, you Pick up a whole horse. These people have superhuman strength. They do. They're picking up whole well, motorcycles. Let's talk about power
1: pellets. They don't even hide the name of it. Power pellets.
2: Oh, yeah, power pellets. Nice little green pea, which... I remember fighting with friends over who got to pick it up. When you do mm. two-player, it drops two power pellets mm. per thing. If you're playing single-player, it drops one. Also, with the more characters you're playing with you know, on a two-player one. I think I played on a two-player one back in the day. I'm not sure if it was three or not. But the more players you have, the more opponents you will fight against in the game. And it's a three-button brawler. You've got a punch, you've got a kick, and you have a jump. And it is a, it's a four-way stick or eight-way stick. 8-way stick down.
1: I think it's 16-way. 16-way. I'm going to say that.
2: We're going to say it's a 16-way joystick. Although
1: you don't need any. There's no like special movements. It's three button. Did you mention
2: three buttons? I did. Yeah, okay. yeah. Punch, kick and jump. Yeah. And if you hit all three buttons together, uh, each character has a super crazy special move like you do in a beat 'em up game. You mm-hmm. always got to have that in there. So
1: but you when you do the jump, you could do a kick, kick, jump kick thing. You can hit people in back of you. So you do a back fist or you do a forward fist, depending on where you're standing. It's not always controllable, but still. It works when it works. And more shit in here than I remembered. It's not as crappy as I remembered.
2: I don't think it is that crappy. I think the reasons reasons it doesn't hold up as well is the same reason a lot of beat-em-ups may not, and that is the gambling aspect. Mm -hmm. One more quarter, one more quarter. I know I Mm. can get past this guy. Just one more quarter, one more quarter, one more quarter, which is, as I mentioned, why I stole money from my dad to try to (laughs) to beat my way through all these uh, great characters. Oh, my God. Great characters. Like Executioner.
1: Yeah. Is that the final guy?
2: No, that's the first guy.
1: Oh, oh, okay, okay. which, Which, of
2: course, is alluding to the fact that your final guy will also have a mask.
1: Yeah, yeah. You get the taunt like a, a pro wrestler, "Um, you know you're, no, you're I'm coming for you, or you're coming for me, or whatever," and then you're gonna be no, dead. It,
2: I forever have that in my head. Anytime I'm excited for something, I just think to myself, "Can't wait," which is what I think he says when he's on yeah, the yeah, screen yeah, yeah, as yeah, yeah, you yeah. fight through. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the masked warrior just can't wait to fight you mm-hmm. in the final round. So mm-hmm. I. This game's really important, you know, to me. I always, I think that anytime I'm excited for something, which I wish someone would just put on YouTube, him just going, "Can't wait!" <laughs> I fucking love that. You fight the executioner first, then you fight Southside Jim, who will not hit you while you're on the ground. He's the only character who won't do it. He, hmm. He's the most honorable of the characters. Hmm. Then you have your uh, quintessential big-haired '80s lady, Angel. Who you have to fight.
1: Use your kicks with Angel when she starts doing
2: her flippity doodles. Oh yeah, got to kick her right out of the air. Just kick. That's why I like to play Ty, man. He's got the he's got the best kicks. He's got mm. the best reach roundhouse kicks on him. He that's yeah. the
1: only thing he it does have reach on. He's hard to yeah, do any other moves. Suck. Yeah.
2: Yeah. His punches are bad. I always like playing because he had the cool kicks. Mm. Uh Kato does have uh, I think better punches though, but
1: I never really played Buzz. Buzz then- is awesome, and I'll tell you why. Because he does all the throws. The other guys can do throws as well, but his throws are particularly spectacular. And the throws in this game are the reason you should play this game because you're like the invisible girl with a force field.
2: Yeah, the, picking people, people up and just like the people are never them with your hands above their ha- your head. You,
1: you don't really know what the people are doing, but then after you throw them, you realize, oh, I just threw them because it's sort of like just this mess. Magneto gravitational force thing.
2: Yeah, I think that's it's, it's charming. The, the, yeah, the jank and everything is so charming about it. It's like earnestly made bad movie. Yeah, yes. It, yes it, it's yes. something where like you can tell they really have their hearts in this man these the, you go do research for this people have their actor names like attached to the characters <laughs> they played in this so you could actually look these people up probably well, Let
1: me tell if you something too that was one of the f- uh, most amazing things I saw every character was voiced by a different person. Then who played Why, film? Why? <laughs> n- why do you need every character voiced by a different person? It, it boggled my mind because they say like, uh. <laughs> and they it's buy- a different person. And not only that, but there were more voice people than there were fucking programmers on this. This is an Atari game. You know, you have like four people programming a game.
2: And then, so. and then 20 people because you got to have Knife Man and Knife Girl making noise when they come out and go, uh, uh, with the knife or something.
1: What was the one boss's name that I thought was amazing? He's like a knife guy or something too. What was his? Name?
2: Oh, heavy metal. The guy who. No, the guy before spikes? him.
1: The guy before him is like Dagger Man or something. Mad Miles? Mm, no.
2: Not or CC Rider because I think he's oh, the one like where C. C. the motorcycle Rider.
1: is. I like CC Rider now. that's different. Well, anyway, there's a guy. I'm I'm telling you, there's. A, I thought he his name was Knife Man, but and I was like, this is the best thing that I've heard since uh, Motherfucker villain in uh, Kick Ass Two. Motherfucker! I was like, <laughs> these characters' names are great.
2: They all are great because because you also have Chain Man Eddie. That's who, it, Chain Man. Maybe Chainman yeah. Eddie, the guy with like the, the the shiny metal hot pants. That's it, Chain Man. Yeah, Chain Man Eddie. Who because who looks
1: he's, he looks like Buff Bagwell to me. It, it, well. I don't know what you call a bear without hair but he's a, he's a gay uh, muscle man you know he's a gay muscle man he's,
2: he's like a leather daddy
1: yeah and that's why they call him you know chain man because he's yeah right he's like a leather daddy but he's just an oiled up uh, stonewall guy yeah
2: is he a chain daddy then is that what maybe.
1: he maybe but then you fight two of them and then they're mm-hmm. really interchanged because they're on chains with collars and stuff like that
2: yeah I like the idea of that last guy who it just says the warrior but apparently he's the masked warrior Mm. I like how instead of having, like, you know, in the very Java, like, slaves on chains in front of him, he's got two Chain Man Eddies on chains he, he instead. Does, he so, does. And, you know, and I, think, li- I think it's saying quite a bit about the Masked Warrior there, you know, <laughs> about his, uh, there's nothing wrong with that, you of know. Of course. It's kind of, it's very progressive and refreshing. He to see deserves that
1: two oiled up muscle men, twins.
2: He's the champion.
1: He is. And not only is he the champion, but he can give you a pile driver, which, uh,
2: is once it's once again, the, like one of those throws. <laughs>
1: it's amazing.
2: <laughs> it's so good when he hits that on you. And this is where um, I was very saddened by this game because when you do get to the masked Warrior, if you're playing with more than one person, you have to fight each other. Which you've already done in all those grudge matches we mentioned, where you have to knock each other down three times and get three X's <laughs> over your O's. Yeah,
1: that's good enough uh, explanation. It's fucking. I don't know why you have tic tac toes. Suddenly becomes Atari football from the seventies. I don't
2: know. Yeah, it's just a one on one. You either fight yourself in single player, or you'll fight the other opponents, and whoever can knock someone down to hit the ground three times wins. Which I'm never sure how to do or what moves will do it because sometimes you'll hit someone and they'll get stunned or they'll fall which all the sounds, as we mentioned before, with, you know, the 20 different voice actors are just, uh," but they're some of the best.
1: Here's how you win the grudge matches. Knock down the person first, and then you win. If they knock you down first, you're going to lose. that's usually how it goes. Whoever knocks the first person down can get all three easy. It's weird. You you can just stand
2: over them as they get up. Exactly. Because you can kip up, but I don't Mm. think there's any, like, jump up and attack moves like there would be in Tekken and stuff Mm. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I was saying, when you get to the masked warrior, if you're playing with more than one player, guess what, friends? You now have to fight each other because only one person can go one-on-one with the masked warrior.
1: It's his amount of moves. They just ran out of memory.
2: Yeah, and this is where my friend—well, maybe I don't know if he's a friend anymore. He was kind of the bad kid in the neighborhood, but that must have been why I stole the quarters. Maybe he—he he, maybe he was like the snake <laughs> in the tree, and he was like, "Go, go, steal some from your dad. He you won't mind." And then I got to that point. Uh, his name Brad Chellis. So, Brad, if you're listening, hey. He, uh, he ended up beating me, fighting the masked warrior, losing, and then just giving up and being like, uh, oh, well. Oh, and no. A- and I was like, dude, but you got to beat him. You and- have to beat him. We need to see what happens. <laughs> what and happens? He, <laughs> and he was just a jerk and was just kind of like, man, whatever. Why didn't you let me beat you? It is kind
1: of cool what happens because money falls from the sky. I think it's only $50 bills and then two bikini babes uh, come up to you, one on your shoulder and one on your knee. And yeah. then it says you're the new champion, and that's pretty much it. But the, yep. the, the money is big. The money is very large. It's supposed to be perspective of this money in front of you and down towards you. and But yeah. it just sort of is like a snow. So it's that gigantic.
2: Goes, yeah, it's gigantic. Uh. Which we didn't mention the big thing in this game is money. It's yes. just a capitalist agenda. Every time you went around, you stand on a forklift, operated by a beautiful big-haired 80s lady. Mm-hmm. And the farther you get in the game, the more high your money stacks and therefore they must raise you higher on the forklift.
1: Yes, you're standing on the pallet for some reason, and for some <laughs> other reason, the money is pushing the forklift fork up. <laughs> See, what should be happening is they should be piling the forklift pallet with money and maybe making the forklift like tip over from all the money or whatever, but instead, you're on the forklift with money underneath the pallet.
2: I think it's for... Mm. When you are fighting with two or three people, it's sort of like, you know, first, second, and third place, you know, in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. They're raising up whoever has more money higher because they're going to be higher up at the end. And, you know, they'll do the pose like, yeah, Well, everyone else will be like, oh, man. You know,
1: it's, <laughs>
2: I think that's all it really is, is just for that visual effect. But it makes no sense. But I love it. I yeah. love the sound it makes as the money slaps down and it just piles higher and higher and higher.
1: Yeah, it's a good I, game. think yeah,
2: stinky messed up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. He, yeah,
2: I think he might have given it to the wrong people. Is what happened. And we here at Nazareth have a, a lot of love <laughs> we for do. Pit Fighter.
1: We do because we have a lot of love for Charles Bronson.
2: Yep, S- and apparently there was supposed to be a sequel to this oh. game that never came out. Though it had apparently three new fighters in the game: Connor, a karate champion; Tanya, who was a roller queen and fought mm, on roller that skates. sounds right. Yeah, and Chief. Who was an ex-bodyguard this was in the august 1993 issue of egm but the interesting connection here is the fact that connor the karate master tanya they're in guardians of the hood okay and it's still connor it's the same kind of guy connor he's a karate master but i'm wondering if this is the remnant pit fighter 2 was supposed to come out in 1993 it never happened and guardians of the hood came out in 92. So maybe there was like a connective tissue there like they were going to have Connor join in with the pit fighter guys and and go back to that old formula. Sadly we'll never know, but if you want some info you can go to a great GO City page <laughs> pf2.org which complete with like three different pop I got on it and (laughs) MIDI music playing in the background of Pit Fighter music. There's GIFs that are circling rainbow colors and American flags. Yep, you've got Chainman Eddie GIFs on the page, actually. like It's all there. Also, uh, just real quick, uh, don't play any ports of this game. None Mm, of them are really very good at all, and they made a fucking million of them. Yeah. Super Nintendo, Mega Drive Genesis, Sega Master System... Game Boy even, which yeah. looks horrific. One of the worst I saw, the ZX Spectrum version. Oh. Like a step up from a tiger handheld. <laughs> which there also was a tiger <laughs> handheld version was, of Pit Fighter. Which was
1: probably one of the best console versions <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's probably one of the better ones. I remember (laughs) running Pit Fighter on Super Nintendo as a kid and being so disappointed because the sprites were tinier, they didn't look as good, it didn't play as good, which this game plays okay. It's a button masher.
1: Let's not make any bones about it. It's a button masher. The nice thing is, the more quarters you put in, you continue the fight, you don't start the fight over, your health bar just fills back up when you hit the C button... Which is odd. The third button, instead of, like, start or, like, button A, button 1, you hit C. Yeah, which uh, is jump. Jump, which is uh, very confusing because many people, I'm sure, missed out on continuing because they kept hitting start or 1,
2: I actually did when I first picked up this game. I was like, wait, what am I? What button do I hit to <laughs> – I put the coin it? Because it says continue,
1: continue, continue, and then you're like, oh, I fucked
2: up. Yeah. When you can switch your characters as well, like you beat them up, which was cool too. So if you got yeah. tired of somebody, you could always switch it up partway through, which was the same for the three-player version where there was red, blue, and yellow players, mm. but you would just play a different panted version, a red, buzz, or blue, or yellow, depending which station you took on the machine. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. All right, man. What didn't you like about the? Ah, uh, who the fuck cares? What who did you cares? Like? What would you We've improve been... on the game?
2: What would I improve? Nothing. The, really. The game. Leave it, like, think... it, yeah, leave it like, like it
1: is. I like it how it is.
2: I think because of the nostalgia value for me. Because it just feels so late '80s, early '90s. It just exemplifies the times. Yeah then I think that you don't want to mess with something like warts and all.
1: I think you're almost right. I think that the shitty quality of the game makes you not want to change anything because it it all goes together and it surprises you how this shittily remembered game surprises you with the amount of things you could do. The only thing I wish I could do is play as those bosses because some of those bosses are very interesting characters.
2: That is a good one. And maybe in the same way some other brawlers did, maybe as you beat the guys, you can choose to play as them through the rest of the tournament. That's been really nice.
1: There were a couple guys I really, really liked.
2: There is an image on pf2.org of apparently a mock up of the machine where there is a character select screen with more. Than those other three characters I mentioned, Hmm. including like Heavy Metal and Southside Jimmy, making it look like you'd be able to play as the boss characters from the first game in the sequel as well.
1: Okay, okay. So let's give our one sentence reviews happen in here. All right,
2: you go first. I have two, but I'll do. I'll do this one. Okay. Winners don't do drugs, but they do steal quarters from their dad.
1: Hmm. Because you did do that. I got you. Because I'm a winner. You're a winner. Let's also remember winners don't drink drugs. So mm-hmm. you need to know that. And kids don't smoke pills. And my one sentence review, I will defer to Keith.
2: Oh, for a second one? Yes. Sure. Uh, my second one. Here's my
1: one sentence review.
2: Pit fighter. Lose all your quarters and friends to this delightful nostalgia trip.
1: Hmm. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. That's right along the lines of what I would say. Not as shitty as I remember.
2: Yeah. Not as bad as we remember. Uh, Lose your friends when you get to the end and have to fight each other over getting to fight the masked warrior.
1: (laughs) And then don't put another quarter in.
2: Disappoint your friend who has to watch the continue reach zero as the masked warrior is just like, too bad, bro. Hmm. Never know what could have been, but now I do know because I'm the new champion.
1: Love it. All right. What do we got coming up here?
2: Well, if you are listening to this upon release, you can come see me, Kyle Von Kubik, and Wiggly at the Long Island Retro Gaming Expo. It's August 12th and 13th, Long Island, New York, in Garden City at the Cradle of Aviation. It's going to be a lot of fun. We have a panel at 2 p.m. on Saturday, August 12th. We are also going to have a booth. Kyle's going to be there selling some of his awesome video game inspired merchandise and whatnot. You should come out and meet us, talk with us, hang with us. Uh, The schedule's up now. They have a lot of really cool stuff going on. Just make sure you put a little star next to We Talk Games and be sure to attend our panel.
1: Mm, please do, because uh, this is going to be your first panel. It's something that we're working on and hope that will be very interesting to you. I think it will. We're going to have uh, video games at the table with uh, time slots. So you're going to actually be able to play Stunt Cycle. I mentioned this before. You'll be able to play the Stunt Cycle, these standalone Atari single game systems that you can't play anywhere else. And I'm not sure if I'm going to have Telstar Marksman, but I might. I might have Vertebird. I'm even going to have the 1976 Nintendo Custom Gunman toy that I had from when I was a kid. So come and see him and shoot him with the RF gun and maybe another surprise, I'm not sure. And Keith, be sure to bring your mirror so we can do all the different tricks that the (laughs) Custom Gunman instruction booklet tells you to do. I'm not sure if I want to bring... Gunfight at the OK Corral. Like I said, there's a lot of choices I have. Bambino boxing. There's a lot of choices I have. So show up to see what I show up with. It's going to be a lot of cool stuff.
2: Uh,
1: Are you all right there? Yeah, I coughed. (laughs)
2: So it's it's a lot of stuff you're not going to see anywhere else. So I might it's even gonna, it's bring be really cool.
1: Hands Up Harry. But see, once again, these are things that might kill people. So I, I have to be careful. <laughs> like shock them to death? No, Hands Up Harry is a dark gun. You know, oh. whatever you call a dark gun with the suction cups at the end. But the suction cups are very hard. And the suction cups come out of here at regular bullet
2: speeds. Oh, it's like the Boba Fett toy they had to pull off the shelves? Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, you might get murdered by some of these. And, of course, the vertebird is a helicopter that um, doesn't have any protection around the helicopter blades. So, oh, jeez. Yeah, it's
2: not like now where
1: they're always put, like, a ring around yeah, the outside the on those yeah. toys.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, everybody. Well, come see us at that show. I hope that you like Summer Stink. Um, I guess Stinky's going to have to do another show like he's been doing for the past two shows, because we are not Nazareth. Neither of us are even really from Nazareth. I have one client in Nazareth as a tech client. They're a very shitty client, meaning that they're one of my best clients, but they are cesspool pumpers. Mm. They pump cesspools, so I I can pretty much wear any type of shirt and jeans I want to, because it's people that are crawling around and shit all day.
2: That's the best, man. Hey That's, everybody! Dream.
1: Yes. Hey everybody! I hope that you like us. Bye bye.
0: Ho ho ho! What a surprise! Yeah, I kind of expected that was gonna happen. Don, can you can you turn off the air conditioner for once and? For Christ's sake, it's better. When people come to hear Nazareth, they're gonna hear Nazareth. I've got ready this time. Here comes Stinky is his above-ground submarine band, Hair of the Dog, by Nazareth. Yeah! Oh yeah! Come on, boys. Oh, oh. Freaking rock and roll! Heartbreaker lunch maker Ice cream and cake baker You can come around You can see how I'm doing Red hot mama Find the Dalai Lama In the pizza pie I can know what you Don't you call me on the telephone you say, huh? Now you're messing with the a son of a gun. Now you're messing with the son of God. Now you're messing with the son of God. Now you're messing with the, son of, now you're messing with the son of God. Uh huh. See, I'm keeping it clean for everybody. You can play this for your kids. Come, liquor dick shaker. Fist fucker ass caster tick fucking toe sucking Dirty Santa sour tossing Looking at a stink-hole, Gonna play some Plinko With the anal beads What you gonna tell the doctor When he has to remove the anal beads Now you're messing with the huh, Son of a God Now you're messing with the Son of God yeah. With it, come on, The son of a gun. Now you're messing with the son of God. Uh huh, just let me whip out my fugle horn. <laughs> Your cock and balls up. Now you're messing with a son of a gun. Now you're messing with the son of a gun. Now you're messing with the son of a gun. You're messing with the son of gun. One more time. Now you're messing with everybody. Son of gun. Now you're messing with the son of gun. Come on. Now you're messing with it. Come on, Son of a gun. Now you're messing with the son of gun. Faster. Now you're messing with it. Son of gun. Now you're messing with the son. Faster. Now you're messing with it. Now you're messing with the Son of God, alright? I got a headache. Fuck. Well, next week's band is going to be NASCAR because I'm going on vacation. And I'll be listening to NASCARs. So, whatever. Summer Stink uh, Concert Series. Go. Fuck off! <laughs>